everybody. Welcome in to another episode of the I Want to Know podcast. Thank you again for joining me. I am your host, Greg Jones. I'm very excited to be sharing with you today's interview with author Bobby Thompson. I'll get to her in just a second. But first, I want to thank you guys again. I know this is a bit of a broken record, but thank you for all the feedback on all the previous shows. The last episode, of course, was with professional undertaker Stanley Swan. A lot of people said they liked that one. Thank you for the feedback. Thank you guys for telling a friend. As I said before, I do not have an advertising budget. The only way people find out about the show is by you telling them. So I appreciate you spreading the word, retweeting the tweets, and sharing all the Facebook posts. Much appreciated. Also, thank you to those who are using the Amazon link at IWantToKnowShow.com in order to buy the books of the people I have on here. It not only helps the guests out, but by using that link, it does not cost you anything extra. And it helps the show out by kicking a couple of pennies back at us. Help keep this free for you guys. And that's the way it should be. So like I was telling you, today's guest is Bobby Thompson. She's the author of My Husband Looks Better in Lingerie Than I Do, Damn It. She's the cisgender spouse to a transgender female, formerly male, now transgender female. She will explain what cisgender means. She will also tell us what it's like living with a transgender woman in a small rural town out in the middle of nowhere. You can imagine what that could be like. Anyways, I wanted to warn you guys that there may be a few topics that are not overly kid-friendly. This is not a disgusting interview by any means, but we do bring up a couple of subjects uh, about their relationship, and I think, uh, I think you know what I'm talking about. Another thing I should preface this with is that this was recorded before gay marriage laws were passed, and the reason that's relevant is I ask her, is it considered gay marriage or is it considered a straight marriage? So let's jump right into it. Joining me on the Skype lines today is Bobby Thompson, author of My Husband Looks Better in Lingerie Than I Do. Damn it. Bobby, how are you doing today? Absolutely fantastic. That is so good. Thank you for joining us on your birthday. Oh, and thank you for having me. <laughs> no problem. This is I was looking forward to this. Got a lot of uh, listener feedback and emails and questions to be asking you about all this. So very much looking forward to this. So um, excited. Me too. Good. Uh, let's just kind of give people a little bit of a background. You and Alana knew each other for a long time as Bobby and Alan. Um, in the 90s, I believe it was, you guys had a, a romantic relationship. Correct. And mm-hmm. and you were then married not to each other, to other people for a while. How did, this, how did the romantic relationship all start out? Actually... Um... Let me go back even further sure. a little bit. Um, our families were absolutely close friends. My mother and Alana's mother were best friends. We would play Rook on Saturday night. Um, my, Alana has a sister who is 20 years younger, and uh, Alana's little sister is just a year older than my daughter, and they oh. lived across the street from us, and the girls grew up together. So I had known the male for like 30 years and in the 90s I got a divorce and um, um, a month or two after my divorce I got this call from who I knew as Alan at that time and uh, Alan and I started a three-year intimate relationship so in my eyes Alan was the most masculine aggressive individual I had ever been around and like I said, that lasted about three years. And although our um, sexual relationship ended, our friendship never ended. And the friendship of our families were all continued to stay close and everything. But it was about 10 years before um, I actually saw Alana. I started hearing rumors in 2005 that Alan had changed his name to Alana, but whenever I would see Alan out, um, he never mentioned anything to me. But then in 2006, I saw Alana for the first time and was kind of freaked out. (laughs) Was was she going back and forth between Alan and Alana for a while? Well, actually, uh, it wasn't until... um, we got together, and in 2008, that Alana started presenting in film uh, on a more regular basis. Okay. And um, 
I know a lot of people are familiar with um, uh, Bruce Jenner becoming Caitlyn right now, and it right. kind of seemed to have happened overnight. That's not the case for most trans persons. It, it's a long, drawn-out process to go from one presentation, from male presentation to female presentation, or in the case of a trans man, going from female presentation to male presentation. So... Maybe you could help with what are some of those steps in that transformation? They can differ from one person to the other. Sometimes, um, like um, in Alana's case, so far, the only step from transferring from male presentation to female presentation has been technically changing her name legally from Alan to Alana. Okay. Um, the step. She would definitely like to have facial feminization um, to where when she's out in public, people see the female on the outside in presentation that she identifies as on the inside of self. Um, again, a good example is um, Bruce Jenner was interviewed a few weeks ago, and, and everybody could see Bruce, although there was some uh, feminine um, change in his face and right. stuff like that. And then all of a sudden, Caitlin comes out, and everybody immediately sees the difference. But if you're familiar with uh, Amazon's um, Golden Globe award-winning show, Transparent, which I very love that show, um, the, the Tamborn actor that plays as the transgender woman, when you see that transgender woman, that trans woman, you still see the male traits. Now, that's more like truth. And so uh, back to the transition question. Um, so far, Alana has not been able to have facial feminization, which can be a step in transitioning from presenting from male to female uh -huh. to breast implants. And then some people want to go completely through um, the sexual reassignment surgery or gender uh, correction surgery or whatever title or whatever words you use to understand the surgery and I'm so it's a different process and the process can begin and end at various different levels depending on the individual Alan ha or Alana excuse me has had no surgeries of any sort thus far correct is correct. there any is, is there any plan or desire to have that done oh honey the desire is always there <laughs> it's the funds that stops not only Alana but a lot of other persons who desire surgery yeah I can, I can imagine that's probably pretty pricey. Uh, I think we set and figured just like facial feminization and breast implants and a few things like that was going to be anywhere between twenty and 50000 depending on, you know, what you have done and where you have, have it done and all that kind of stuff. So, wow. And I just don't have that much laying around anywhere right now. So. <laughs> I can imagine other than uh, Caitlyn Jenner, there's a lot of people that can't afford to have that done. This is so true. This is so true. Okay. So if you don't mind me asking then, since, since no surgery has been done as of yet, are, does that kind of mean you're getting the best of both worlds? You're getting the female Alana with, you know, still some of the male benefits there? Oh, most definitely. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And, uh, of course... Alana's desire is to completely transition to the female that she identifies as. And as a married couple, we sit and talk about the um, repercussions of that. Um, I would recommend you watch the movie Normal. They address that in that movie. Um, and I think it's an older movie. It's called and Normal? Normal. Uh-huh. Okay. In this world that we live in now, um, toys are not so foreign as they were when I was growing up. Of course. So the fact that we have toys, and um, um, I, I don't believe um, that, if, if I, I do believe that if Alana eventually can afford the surgery and it would make her happy, 
I, I believe that our relationship could stay the same because we enjoy toys in our relationship already. Sure. So why wouldn't it stay the same? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes total sense. Um, mm-hmm. Though, would you maybe prefer that not everything changed? Um, hormones makes a difference too. Um, the fact that Alana has been on hormones <laughs> for a long time. Yeah. Uh, uh, for example, Alana's uh, doctor asked one time, asked us uh, if we were having any difficulty with the fact that hormones can affect an erection. And my answer was, no, I just suck it up and we go on. <laughs> so, <laughs> and then that can mean all sorts of things, of course. Yes, it can. But, Uh, So there is a difference already from what is now to what was before because hormones do affect size. That makes sense. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, Jumping all around here. Yeah. Because why not? Um, Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So you describe yourself, and this is a term I never heard until coming across uh, you and you and Alana as a uh, cisgender spouse. Can you explain what that means? Mm -hmm. Cis means the same, is my understanding, in the scientific world. So anything that is, anyone who is cis has the same identity, their their gender identity matches their biological gender form. So I am a cisgender female. And um, an... uh, um, apparently outdated term that I understood better is when um, in 2012, Alana and I got to go to the Southern Comfort um, um, Conference for Transgender Persons. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you're aware, Alana has also written a book. Yeah, uh, Hung in the Middle, A Journey of right. Gender Discovery. Right. Well, when her book came out and we went to that, somebody referred to me as a Gigi. A oh, Gigi. You're, yeah, your 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 wife is a Gigi. You know, said that to Alana. Well, I had no idea what they were talking about. But a Gigi is a genetic girl, and I'm like, oh, well, I can understand that. You okay. know, that makes well, sense. Well, I I used Gigi in I I write for various different things, and I used Gigi in one of my writings and got my hand slapped and was told that that is an outdated term. Um, A more accurate, correct term is cis. And so that's why I use cisgender now. Okay. To describe. Mm -hmm. That makes sense then. Mm -hmm. Um, So you have how many kids? I have two grown children. And does Alana Um, have any kids? Yes. Alana has a son. Okay. Um, uh, together, we currently have four grandchildren, and Alana's son's wife is expecting, and so we'll have our fifth grandchild soon. And oh, that's great. Yes, it is. <laughs> How did you, both of you, a- approach the kids about this, this trans- transformation? Because Alana and I have only been married since 2008, of course, when she, she Alana was in her mid-30s before she ever learned the word transgender and learned that there were other people like her. Okay. Living here in Kentucky, that's that's not, you know, common knowledge or anything like that. Yeah, maybe that's something I, as the interview, should have covered early on. You guys live in a very <laughs> small town in Kentucky. This is not, uh, I know I'm in L.A. This would not even get a second look if you're walking down the street in Hollywood. No, but- I, can't, I can't wait to visit a place to where I can walk down the street and see all this diversity and variety and acceptance thereof. I think that would just be so cool. Yeah, you know, as we're recording this, about a week ago, Hollywood had their big Pride Parade, which is the biggest parade in all of L.A. And, mm. and everybody comes. It's a great time. It's just music and fun. And but okay, uh, yeah, it, to- <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I got I got sidetracked. Yes. Uh, so for those of you who know me and know I'm in L.A. Uh, this is not not such a you know uncommon occurrence as it is in in small town Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Okay, now I've totally forgotten what your last question was. Uh, to tell, telling the kids about all this. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, of course, um, 
Alana had already explained to her son the situation, and um, his response was, you're my parent no matter what's going on. So that's totally cool. Now, when Alana and I first started dating, although my children had been aware of Alan because, like I said, they lived across the street from us, and my daughter and um, Alan's sisters just a year apart were in school together and all that. Right. They were kind of standoffish when it came to Alana because um, the only thing that anybody knew about um, the transgender situation is what is portrayed in movies and stuff like that. And it's horrible, but um, people think that, um, oh, if you're transgender, you're a pedophile, you're um, um a sex criminal and all of this kind of stuff. And, you know, that's, we're in Kentucky, remember? <laughs> right, that's true. <laughs> and uh, so at first, my children were a little standoffish. And you, you have no idea what's going on, you know, what the real situation is. And I'm like, you know what? We have known this family and we have known this person for decades. Let's just all go out to dinner together one night and see. Well, once they saw that the person is still the same person, which is something I had to go through in my own mind, then everybody was, was just fine. You know, all the, the crap that you hear about anybody that's different, then you know something must be wrong with them, mm -hmm. then that kind of faded away. Yeah, kind of like, you know, you hear about uh, men who do cross-dressing on the side. A lot of times uh, their cross-dresser alter ego is, you know, a, a character, a totally different person than who they are day to day. You know, um, I can remember back in the day, um, I dressed up as a clown for Halloween and went to work. And because I was in this different character, it was amazing the things that I could get away with. <laughs> you know, I could go in and sit in my boss's lap and, and pick on him because oh, I wasn't being me. You know, but um, so when um, I, I, I've never been a crossdresser, so I can only imagine what someone who is a crossdresser might feel like and everything. But because of my experience of dressing as a clown and knowing that I felt more giddy and, and all of the things that you associate with clowns, then I would assume that when a crossdresser um, male to female puts on the female clothes, then they're going to feel the feminine stuff. Sure. You know, feel the more girly. And I, I don't know because I can only <laughs> imagine. I've never had that experience. Yeah. So. No, totally. Yeah, I, I interviewed a guy on a, on a different podcast who uh, his name is Ben by day, but he's a huge Beyonce fan. So by Friday and Saturday night, he's Ben Beyonce. Oh, cool. Yeah, he was great. Cool. He's great. About the whole marriage, I, I looked it up. Gay marriage is illegal in Kentucky. So did Alana have to pose as Alan in order to be married? Well, um, also the thing that's going on here is um, Alana's driver's license says male because oh. that was the gender assigned at the time of birth. Right. And um, I'm not into a lot of the political stuff and everything, but I know that the state recognizes Alana as a male. So therefore, as far as the state's concerned, we have a straight marriage. Okay. And um, it depends on who's looking at our marriage. And, and one of the questions that I get asked a lot, and actually um, when Diane Sawyer introduced, was interviewing Bruce, she asked the very same question. Does this make you a lesbian? <laughs> right, yeah, I've heard that a lot. Mm -hmm. Well, my answer to that question is I'm a person in love with another person. And um, if you look at our relationship and you see two women and you think in your mind, well, the only way that relationship works is that they're a lesbian couple, well, then think of us as lesbians. But if you look at us and you see that the state recognizes Alana as a male, and I'm a female, then think of us as a straight couple. Basically, we're just two people, period. That's a great answer. I mean, you are just two people. Yeah. If Alana does end up going through 
all the various surgeries, will will the state then recognize her as a female, or is this still going to be an issue on the driver's license? Uh, I think that's a political question, and I think <laughs> currently it would still be an issue on the driver's license. Um, I don't know what would happen have to happen politically and with laws and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I have no idea how that would turn out. Might just have to move out to California. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> so, as we just said, she wrote Hung in the Middle, A Journey of Gender Discovery, and her book came first, correct? Correct. Her book was released in 2012. Okay. So, why write your book? What was the inspiration behind that? When we went to the Southern Comfort Conference, and actually, you know, when somebody said, oh, Alana's got a book, you should go to this conference, I thought, they have conferences for that? <laughs> you know, I didn't know, I know nothing, believe you me, I'm isolated here in Kentucky. I can imagine. Yeah. So, uh, when we went, being the spouse of a trans person, I was invited to come into the wives session with the psychiatrist and all of that kind of stuff. There were maybe eight to ten of us who were there, and I was the only woman in the room who could speak publicly that their spouse is transgender. Okay. And one of the common threads of concern for the other women was the fact that I don't have anyone that I can talk to because I can't say anything about what's going on in our house, and I don't know what's going on in anyone else's house to compare our relationship to. So I thought, you know what, I can go home and write a book and let you know. So that's what I did. Well, this year when we went back to Southern Comfort because my book was released, um, there were a lot more spouses who I met there at Southern Comfort this time. And, and that was really good. I mean, within that two-year difference, the difference between, and I'm sure there was probably more spouses there than just the ones that had shown up in that room that I was in in 2012, sure. but there were more there this year, so I think it's great that spouses are <clears throat> standing with their mates and coming to the conference and stuff. Yeah. What kind of transition does the spouse of a transgender person go through? Well, um, of course, Alana and I weren't married when I found out about her, but Alan and I had had the relationship. Right. And um, in my brain, and I have no idea how anybody else's brains work, how their minds work, I can just tell you about mine. I identified two separate individuals. I saw this person as a male, this masculine, aggressive male that I had known all my life, and then I saw this person as a female. It took a long time for me to understand that it was the same person, the same spirit, the same energy. Um, as a matter of fact, when um, Alana and I first started dating, even though uh, Alana's legal name was Alana, she did uh, like a, a lot of transgender persons, male to female, do, and that is try to quote-unquote man up for the situation. Okay. So um, I tell her all the time, you tricked me. And <laughs> she swears <laughs> she didn't, but I think she did. Because when we started dating, it was that masculine, aggressive energy that showed up. And she tried to man up to the point that she even let her beard grow. And we start live together for a little while and everything. And I come home one day, and the beard's gone. And in my mind, I think, yeah, that's had a lot of shit trying to come back out again. I'm not putting up with that creepy stuff. It's just too far outside the norm for me. I'm, <laughs> I'm not going there. Sure. And she went to hug me, and I backed away. And she said, honey, these are the same arms that have always held you. These are the same lips that have always kissed you. I've got the same level of education that I've always had, and I can still change the tires on your car. And I thought... <laughs> you know what? It's the same. It's not two different people. It's not this, there's Alan and there's Alana. There's this one person. And it, and that was kind of the beginning of me really understanding that. And I know other um, trans uh, people who have, um, who are the spouses of transgender persons who, um, 
one in particular, and I, darn it, I wish I could think of her name. She's an author, and her book is called My Husband Will Be Normal or something like that. Okay. My Next Husband Will Be Normal or something. But she talks in there how um, her husband died and the other person was born. And that's kind of what I see people saying, but I don't see it that way. I don't think Bruce Jenner has died. I think the person who had called himself Bruce before has evolved into Caitlin now. It, there, there's nothing about Caitlin that didn't previously exist. So Bruce is not dead. Alan is not dead. It's it's the evolution. I, I, I can't wrap my head around understanding the the person died scenario if they're standing right there in front of you. Yeah, that, that sounds more like split personality to me, a person dying and then being a different yeah, person. I, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't, yeah. <laughs> it, I know in this situation, Alana is the same person that I've known for 30-something years. They've got the same heart. There's, <laughs> as a matter of fact, uh, one of the earlier um, situations. Now, Alana doesn't run around with her wig on. She does like to wear her um, fake breasts. As a matter of fact, my next book is going to be called Baby Get Your Boobs Off the Sink. <laughs> Food for Thought. And um, uh, she, she wears T-shirts like I do. She wears blue jeans. You know, all of her clothes, because people say all the time, uh, does Alana present in film? Yeah, she does. She's got on blue jeans just like I do. She's got on um, female Tennis shoes, just like I do. She wears a bra, just like I do, you know. Yeah. But she doesn't put her makeup on every day, and I don't either. It's a good thing <laughs> that this Skype thing is just audio, because I would <laughs> not want you seeing me right now. But she does present in film all the time. And I lost my train of thought again. I don't know where I was going with this. Uh, we, were <laughs> we were talking about uh, previously that she was saying that her husband died in and came back oh, yeah. as a different person. Yeah. But anyway, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's a, that's quite all right. <laughs> but anyway, yes, Alana is always uh, in film. So even though the person that I see in front of me now looks a whole lot like the presentation that I knew back in the day, I do know that this person is female. Where back in the day, I had no idea that Alana is female. Okay. The early on, the whole—I mean, early on with the the transition and the whole time you were, you know, especially when you first saw Alana as Alana, and you very clearly in your book say you you called her a freak and kind of ran out on her and and didn't know how to handle it. Mm -hmm. Did something feel not quite right? Like I'm I'm calling this person a freak, but. It's still the same person, or is it like, oh, my God, I have to get away from this weirdo? Well, um, that was pretty much the thought at that moment on that day when I went over to pick up Alan to go, you know, ride in the car with me from uh, Versailles to Lexington, which is about 20, 25 miles. And the entire time I'm thinking, okay, I know we're going to the mall. There's going to be a people around. And it's always about me. How am I going to react with people looking at me with this um, presentation of a, some sort of cross between male and female somewhere? So they really looked up like a, a mixed up something. Yeah. And uh, I looked over in Alana's direction and I thought, you know, Bobby, you have known this person for 30 something years. You've had an intimate relationship with this person. <laughs> Um, you know this is a good person. You don't know anybody that's in that mall. And you said I could use whatever words I want to here. Yes, so my thought was, fuck them if they can't take a joke. <laughs> and I, just, I thought, I'm going to be nice to this person that I know. And I did just fine until Alana went to, after we got through with our shopping, we sat down at the food court at the mall and got something to eat. And Alana 
pointed her finger at me and she says, you're so cute. And I saw that pink fingernail polish on those perfectly polished nails of hers and everything. And, and it freaked me out. And I told her then, I said, we need to get something straight right here, right now on the same page. I can be your friend because I can be friends with anybody. But if you think that you and I can have the same sort of relationship that Alan and I shared, you're mistaken because when you're here, you already have a strike against you because you're taking Alan away from you. And that's where I was in the thinking that if Alan was there, then Alana couldn't be because I was identifying them as two different people. Right. Or if Alana was there, then Alan couldn't be. But at, at that point in time, that's the way I saw it and just, you know, tried to cut it off. And, and that is why I believe that Alana decided to do the, try to go through the man up thing because we had been friends forever and we had been together for about three years. And, uh, um, I think that she just saw this as her opportunity to get with me. And actually, it wasn't until uh, we started living together and stuff that I learned that basically she's been stalking me all her life. <laughs> <laughs> Which all of that's in the book, how, how she had a crush on me or whatever. But not until I got my divorce did... Uh, that I ever know that there was any type of uh, connection or any type of, um, I don't know what word I'm looking for, attraction, I guess. Sure. Spe speaking of the book, I, I was doing a little bit of reading of it. Uh, my husband looks better than laundry than I do. Damn it. Uh, it sounded like that, that trip to the mall where you first saw Alana as Alana, it sounded like you were looking forward to maybe getting things back onto a uh, a romantic standpoint if you will, um, if that's wrong, correct me, but were you a little disappointed when you saw Alan as Alana? Like, oh, well, there goes that idea. Yeah, pretty, really. <laughs> <laughs> really. Like I say, Alan had been the most masculine, aggressive situation it, that I had ever been around, and oh my God, the the sex was good. <laughs> and, and yes, I did think, well, you know, there goes that, that, that'll never happen again. Um, and, and when we were going back to Alana's mom's that day from, I had picked her up at, at her mom's house. Um, she said, just take me back to mom's. And I said, Oh, I can take you to your house. You know, it's no big deal. And she said, well, mom's house is my house now. Mary and I have been separated for several months and in the process of getting a divorce. Mm -hmm. And I said, you're single and you didn't let me know. And she said, Bobby, what am I supposed to do? Call you up and say, hey, I'm single, but guess what? I'm a woman. <laughs> and I thought, you know, that's a valid point. <laughs> Touche. We'll play. Yeah. So when Alana got out of that car, that day, uh, I don't know how far into my book you've read or anything, but between the relationship that I had with Alan and seeing Alana the first time, um, I got married, was married for approximately two years, and my husband committed suicide. And uh, when Alana got out of the car that day, I felt that same grief that I had felt when when that policeman came to me and said, Bobby, your your husband is dead. He's committed suicide. And this grief that overtook me was the same grief when Alana got out of the car because I thought Alan was gone. You know, I thought I would never be around this person again. But um, I, I, maybe that's part of why I understand. I, I can't wrap my head around it. Um, the death thing and new life thing because I know this person is the same person. This person is not gone. This is the same person I've always known. They just have a different presentation now. Yeah, I mean, you, very deep, have actually gone through having lost a husband. So you very well know the difference between losing a husband and, you know, then uh, Alan becoming Alana. That's a huge difference. 
Yes, it is. It is. Okay. A couple more questions for you. Um, one is a little more generic and, and a, a question from a listener. They talked about how uh, people say, you know, like in, in Alana's case, she identifies as a woman. Is, is that the proper way to say it, identifies as? As far as I know, um, now, I've also learned, I call myself an outsider looking in member of the transgender community. Okay. And in meeting trans females, I have learned that um, with some trans females, they are a woman. There is nothing that you will ever say to them that would convince them that they were quote-unquote, born in the wrong body or anything like that. They were born a woman, no matter what their body says. And they will not accept any being anything other than a woman. And then there are some trans females who I have met who love to wear the badge trans woman because they have had to go through the transition, whatever that entailed, to be the woman that they know they are. And it, it's, it's so much to it. There is no one transgender experience that is going to be the representative experience of all transgender experiences. It just doesn't work that way. And um, I've, I've just met so many people who feel differently about their own experience and everything. And, and that's their experience for them. To, to give you an example of what I'm trying to get across, yeah. I, the only transgender experience I have had ever been aware of was Alana. I sure. knew Alana wanted and has this desire to present and film uh, facial feminization, live the life, her life, as female, the rest of her life. So, to me, transgender means to transition from one gender to the next. Sure. Okay. So, that's that's what I thought it meant. Well, when we're at 2012, we're at uh, Southern Comfort, uh, I'm hearing everybody asking everyone else, so do you get to live in film full time? It's a question I heard a lot, and everybody gave their various different answers. So, there was this other female from... Kentucky that kind of hung with us because we were from Kentucky and Alana had gone to the bathroom or something, but I was with, um, we'll call her Betty. I was with Betty by myself and I thought, um, how am I going to start a conversation with this person? Because I like to make people feel comfortable. I don't want anybody to be uncomfortable. So I just looked at her and said, so do you get to live in them full time? And she said, well, hell no. And I wouldn't want to. And that just blew away my definition of transgender. And I'm like, what do you mean you wouldn't want to? But yet you call yourself transgender. And her experience of being transgender is I enjoy my masculine self as much as I enjoy my feminine self and wouldn't want to have to live my whole life as either one. No, best of both worlds. Yeah, whole new, whole new understanding for me. <laughs> <laughs> very learn as you go process. Yo, very much so. Being in a small town in Kentucky, I'm jumping around again because why not? Okay. Uh, do you guys do you guys get a lot of looks when you go out? Is this still generally not the you know not widely accepted out there? People here in Versailles that know us and everything are very much aware of uh, Alana and that she is transgender. And like I was talking about our dress before, mm-hmm. um, when Alana wears the wig um, and the makeup, and we're either usually going to a um, book signing or some sort of event involving the LGBT community, or uh, and like I say, Alana walks around all the time with. Um, wearing her breasts and, and, but people just don't look 
there that often, you know. So if we're walking down the street, she's always got her fingernails polished, you know, and all of this kind of stuff. Um, people don't really pay a whole lot of attention that there's a transgender person walking down the street. You know, so we don't we don't get that. Now, we, we dress up for just a very few events. Mm-hmm. You know, social media nowadays and everything uh, makes everybody think they know a lot about everybody else because of the stuff that's out there. Right. Well, of course, whenever we post anything on Facebook or whatever, it's usually some event that we've been to or uh, Alana will dress whenever she goes to um, her doctors and stuff like that. And so it'd be pictures like that. So people get the impression that Alana wears her wig and makeup and um, a skirt all the time and stuff like that. This is not true. She's just like I am. We, <laughs> when, when we're at home, we don't even bother putting the blue jeans on. We wear what we call our hunker downs. We wear sweatpants and, or nightgowns or, <laughs> you know, just laziness stuff because we're in our own home. <laughs> because why but, not? Yeah, exactly. So it's not the clothes that Alana has on that determines her gender. You know, Alana is Alana, even when she starts staring naked. You know? <laughs> so. So does does she have short hair? You know, when when the wig. No, she's on? got long hair. Oh, okay. She's got long hair. Yeah, um, her hair is thinning in the front a bit, gotcha. so she doesn't like to. I I think that her hair looks just fine, you know, that we're able to uh, fix it up and everything. I think she looks just fine with just her own hair, but you know how vain women are. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. My girlfriend needs an hour every morning. See? (laughs) I I know how that goes. Um, What advice would you give to family members, people more in your position that um, might recently found out one of their family members or spouses or children or whoever is, you know, going through this, this Mm -hmm. process. Um, have an open mind. Uh, no one person can know another person's experience and what's going on or anything. So let that other person tell you what's going on in, in their life. If I had remained closed and, thought, oh my God, this is just freaky and I don't want to have to deal with it. Look at the life I would have missed out on. Look at the love I would have missed out on. Look at the people, the absolutely phenomenal people I would have never met if I had just kept a closed mind and turned and walked away. And and it would have been a lot easier for me to walk away because other than friendship and a past relationship together, I had no tie necessarily with Alana, but when you're talking about a spouse, like this one couple that was in the um, um, group at SCC the first year, they had been married 40 years. How can you walk away from 40 years? You know, how can you turn your back on this child that you gave birth to? How can you not just sit and let that person share with you? What is their experience? Just because you're there doesn't mean you understand what's going on in their mind, how they feel. You know, just have my my advice would be have an open mind. Listen. Yeah, I I can imagine just walking away from 40 years of marriage, no matter what this person wanted to become, other than a serial (laughs) killer, would be just crazy. Yeah, I I mean, you love the person, you fall in love with a person not a gender right did did she initially did alana initially uh kind of understand the the troubles you were having with accepting this this new her (laughs) very much so that's good yes (laughs) how can you not how can she not yeah um alana is um a very caring uh, easy going, you know, I, I, I think it, she could have just as easily said, look, I am who I am and you like it or not. Yeah, definitely. But she, and like I say, 
She tricked me. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. She went through the uh, try to man up thing, and, and it, that that's really odd because um, in the middle of the growing the beard and all of this kind of stuff and everything, she we had talked about her introducing me to the things that had been going on in her life, all her life, and how she felt and how she did it and how she wanted to be dead by the time she was 30 so no one else would know what was happening in her life and, and was telling me all of this. And then in the middle of having a beard, finally she said one day, well, I think um, Alana is finally dead. And it, like, broke my heart. I'm like, wait a minute. After having talked with you about everything that's been going on in your life, when you say Alana is finally dead, you're saying to me that a part of you is dead, and yeah. that just breaks my heart. That is not good. You know, here I am. At lots of times, I think, "Oh my God, life would just be probably easier if Alana was not transgender." Sure. But she's transgender, and look at it. Look how boring it would be. <laughs> you know, our life is good. A lot of people say, oh, my God, I don't see how you do it. You know, um, I bet life is so difficult and all of that kind of stuff. No, our life is good. And, um, and small town Kentucky needs a little something to mix it up, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. Is it hard for Alana to find a job? Oh, my goodness. Alana lost her job in 2008 and hasn't been able to find work since. So I'm the sole income. Um, I retired from state government in 2002. Okay. So I do have my retirement income, which I make my house payment, my car payment, and buys groceries, but that's about it. So um, I was doing like 1099 contract labor contracts or working through temporary services and stuff like that to try to make extra income. So we'd be a two-income household. Sure. Anything that's not a two-income household is really hard financially. Oh, yeah. So um, I decided when this last contract ran out, um, doing those things, the temporary service stuff and the contract stuff, you'll have a paycheck sometimes and sometimes you won't. Right. And so the only way to have a steady paycheck is to go back to work. So on April the 4th, I went back to work. I, I went back to state government. Absolutely love my job. Well, that's good. That, yeah, it is good to enjoy where you're working. Yes. But Alana is the housewife. She, I, I never have to make up a bed, wash a dish, do the clothes, you know, run the vacuum cleaner. Um, she takes care of everything, including the outside work, you know, mowing the yard, you know. Changing the tires. Yeah, changing the tires, <laughs> you know. She does She does it all, and I kind of like that, too. You know? Yeah. Is she a good cook? Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> I have a sign over my stove that says I serve three meals, microwave, frozen, or takeout. And that's the truth for us. We just... So, Alana is thin. She's uh, six foot tall and weighs less than 150 pounds. Wow. And uh, I'm a weight loss surgery patient, So, and I've lost 100 pounds. Oh, so, congratulations. Thank you. So we don't eat a whole lot to begin with, so it's easy for us to go out and get something to eat and just share a meal. You know, and it's plenty for us, for the two of us, so cooking is not something that we do. <laughs> that's the one housewife duty she's not in charge of. Correct. Oh, that's good. Uh, you guys help support Bobby and uh, let her retire one more time, maybe, yeah. by going out there and buying My Husband Looks Better in Laundry Than I Do, damn it, and as well as Alana's book, Hung in the Middle, A Journey of Gender Discovery. Before we end this conversation, I have to ask, and I'm sure everybody does, and this is super cheesy, but does Alana look better in lingerie than you do? Yes. That picture on my book, that caricature, uh -huh. oh, my God, I've actually stood in that. I can't help it. Six foot tall, slim, long legs up to yonder. <laughs> <laughs> 
just looks better in lingerie than five foot two and round. It just, it just does. Beyond so the caricatures, oh yeah, all the time. <laughs> Call her Biatch. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. Mm-hmm. Oh man, thank you so much. Uh, people, how can they stalk you? I know you have myhusbandlooksbetter.com. Do you have any social medias or anything else? Uh, yes, it's um, Bobby, Alana's spouse, on Facebook. Okay. So you can find me there. And, of course, the books are available not only from our websites, but from Amazon as well. And um, I'm, I'm serious about um, I have the thoughts for and just haven't gotten in front of the computer for uh, Baby Get Your Boobs Off the Sink. It's going to be about uh, thoughts and conversations that I've had that I would have never dreamed that I would have ever had, and uh, they're based on situations of being the spouse of a transgender person. It's just interesting ideas. I can't wait to get started. Yeah, please let us know when you're uh, when you're finishing up with that one. Oh, I will. It'll be great, uh, Bobby. Thank you so much for hanging out with us and kind of telling us a little bit about your story and about you guys being together and 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 helping hopefully helping people understand a little bit more about about this world. I hope so. I hope so. People are just people. Honey, I say that every chance I get. That's perfect. Yes. Uh, people are just people no matter what their life's journey was, what, what you emailed me initially. So I think that's perfect. So thank you so much for hanging out with us today and happy birthday again. Well, thank you. And thanks for having me. Nice birthday present. <laughs> Good. Thank you again so much to Bobby Thompson hanging out with us tonight, spending some time sharing what it's really like being in that situation with a transgender spouse and really just being candid and open about everything. It's very much appreciated on this show. Make sure you check her out on her website, myhusbandlooksbetter.com. You can also get her on Facebook, facebook.com slash alanas.spouse. And don't forget to check out Alana's book, Hung in the Middle. If you guys want to get either of those books, get them from Amazon by clicking through the banner at the bottom of the homepage at iwanttoknowshow.com will not cost you anything extra, just sends a couple of pennies in our direction. Helps keep the show free for you guys. And you can find all of our past guests' book by clicking on the guest page at IWantToKnowShow.com. Speaking of guests, we have a couple of really cool guests coming up for you. One is a man by the name of Wilson Casey. He spent the last few years of Lou Ramsdell's life with him. If you don't recognize that name, Lou Ramsdell was the last American train robber. He held a moving train at gunpoint. He was gunned down in front of the president, spent years in jail, in and out of crime. And Wilson Casey is also a multi-time Guinness World Record holder. Very interesting story. I also have for you Lorna Adams, who is a psychic and afterlife communicator. And to help make things even more interesting, I'm going to try and get my parents involved in this one. Because during the reading, she mentioned some things that uh, my parents would have the answers to. So I'm going to try and work that out for you guys. It's going to be very interesting. In the meantime, don't forget to check us out at IWantToKnowShow.com. Give us a thumbs up on Facebook, Facebook.com slash IWantToKnowShow. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at IWantToKnowShow. You can also email me, I want to know pod at gmail.com. If you have any ideas for a show, a guest, a question for a guest, I want to hear about it. So on that note, good night, everybody. <laughs>